Hello, Joe. Uh, hi, Mike. <laughs> Hello to everybody listening as well. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade, and each week we just call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do. <laughs> I know. I know what's happening there. Um, I can't bear Hold on. Okay. Um, can you hear me okay? I hear you perfectly fine. Actually, you sound better than usual. Um, it's all this, uh, fresh air that I have. The NPR show with Terry Gross? No. <laughs> no, I was dying with Vegas lung, like casino lung. You really were, if people don't know, you were very sick. It's not, I don't even think it was, like, sick. I think it's, like, just, like, allergies almost. Like, my lungs were just, like, flooded with stuff. I was runny nose. I was achy. I was just gross. And I turned the AC off in the room for one night. And now that I'm back, I feel fine. I'm still coughing stuff up, but I feel great. So I wasn't really sick, I don't think. I'm going to tell you something. Tell me. I got upgraded. So Um, I was with the fancy people. Oh, in your room? So maybe that's why I didn't get sick. I saw your room. It looked like... Communist era housing. <laughs> I was like, "What is going on here?" It's one. It wasn't two, that bad. Two. Well, you had like I had like a view of like the strip, and it was fucking gorgeous. I, you had like a view of like the vents. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and a view uh, of the freeway and, yeah, yeah, and the, the In and Out Burger. It was the so sad. It was like the saddest view I've ever seen. Mine. They should. There should just been a wall there. Seriously, they shouldn't have even put a window in my room. No, they really shouldn't have. Some rooms don't need windows. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, I, I didn't get sick, but I could, when I left, I was like, oh my God, it's, it's, it was so great to be like a natural light yeah. and like breathe fresh air. Like you're just in the casino. I was in, I never left the casino for 48 hours. I know. And um, Melinda, you remember Melinda Stearns? She she mentioned this uh, when we were in Vegas. The entire time there, she ate no vegetables, and I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I don't I don't think I ate any vegetables." Like you go to a buffet, but you're not like, "Mmm, this broccoli looks delicious at the buffet," because it does. That's doesn't. true. I mean, I might have had a little bit of salad at one of the buffets we ate at, but I didn't eat a lot of good food. Good for me food. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. So how are you? How's, you know, coming back and settling in? How is everything? Oh, it's, that's actually a perfect question. Let me tell you. So if I don't know if we talked about it that much on the live show, but I took this mega bus. Yeah. Right? <laughs> we talked about it, I'm sure. On the way over there, it was the greatest thing ever. Right. Okay. In fact, Mike, I have to, you know, I never give Mike a compliment. I'm going to give Mike a compliment now. He was such a gentleman in Vegas. I had like three or four hours to kill, and Mike hung out with me the whole time. Why wouldn't I? You you can be kind of moody. No. He watched me lose $150 in craps in <laughs> about 10 true. minutes. <laughs> it really took you no time at all. Yeah, You're like, I, you know, this game, it's really easy to just kind of win a little bit of money. And so he like pulls 200 bucks out of the bank and like yeah. I seriously looked away to see somebody walk by behind us and I turned around and he was like get me out of here. 
<laughs> um, no, it's good. So anyway, just I just ran. I was I made it through Vegas with spending no money, and then just gave them one hundred fifty dollars. It was the weirdest thing. Well, before you lost one hundred fifty, though, you said to me, "I had this budgeted, I and I feel guilty for not spending it." You're right. And I was like, "Why? Like, just take it home with you." And you were like, "Well, I have it. I might as well play a little bit." Yeah. And it just one hundred fifty gone. Boom, like that. Anyway, so uh, get this. So uh, I take the bus from the in front of the casino to the bus depot to catch the mega bus. Mm-hmm. Now on the way over to Vegas, I had two seats to myself. The bus was half full. It was great. Half empty. That's the way you look at things. Okay. And the bus was about to take off to go to Los Angeles. I had two seats to myself. It was great. Okay. Literally, as the bus is about to pull away, these two, um, this this couple, a black man and his black girlfriend or wife, Mm -hmm. run onto the bus. Mike, they were like a stereotype of black people. Okay. The guy was carrying, like, four boxes of tennis shoes. Okay. Then they run to the bus, and then they were like, uh, can I sit here next to you? My, meanwhile, there were tons of seats. Right. And I was like, okay, fine. Yeah. His girlfriend, because I think he wanted to sit somewhat close to his girlfriend, so his girlfriend sat next to some other guy in front of me. So I'm actually, I was in the last row against the wall. Mm-hmm. So I'm now boxed in. Right. Okay. These were, like... Mike, they were like the passengers from hell. They were splitting headphones, <laughs> like right in front of me, from right? front to back seats. Yeah, from front to back seats, oh and then they God. were dancing in the seats. Oh and I'm God. just like, I'm just like, sh- like scrunched up in the corner as they're like dancing around me, right? Mm-hmm. And they were passing back and forth barbecue Pringles and strawberry soda. And they did this the entire way. From Vegas. Are you making that up? That no, or are you, no, okay. no, no, that's accurate. Okay. The entire way from Vegas to there was a stop in Riverside. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is the weirdest place to stop. It's a weird place to stop. I don't get it. So Let's stop, stop at- nine tenths of the way back. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> Let me tell you this. Here's another reason I was upset. Because Megabus has power outlets mm-hmm. and it has um, Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Yeah. And I was like... What the fuck am I? I should have been on Grinder the whole fucking time, right? right. Yeah. Well, now I couldn't go on Grinder because I didn't have room to like uh, grind. What do well, you mean? Be- How much room do you need to go on Grinder? Well, I didn't want the guy dancing and seeing like somebody send me their dick. On okay. The, on Grinder. Sure. But by the time we got back on the bus in Riverside, I was like, "Fuck this! I'm going on Grinder." Yeah. I was on Grinder from Riverside to L.A. Let me let me tell you the brilliance of Grinder. And I have a lot of problems with Grinder, okay? Mm-hmm. A lot of problems. But the one thing I'll say, man, that is if you need to waste time, yeah, it, it was it was like I looked down and I looked up and we were in Los Angeles. Sure. It was fucking great. What kind of people do you see on the freeway, though? Well, like, no, you're, it... you're just passing through. It's, that's why I kept refreshing and there'd be a whole new batch of people. It was amazing. Okay. So I got back to Los Angeles. Um, my cousin Richard... Um, I have this cousin. He's a week younger than me, and he's gay. Mm-hmm. He picked me up, and then uh, I went home, and I was happy. But uh, yeah, that was a trip. It was like it was a horrible megabus trip. I don't know if I blame megabus, but yeah, <sighs> I mean, you 
kind of have to though. It's not maybe Megabus's fault, but you're in, you're choosing to go by bus, so you're choosing to sit next to the same people for hours. Well, you're right, but they do. Here's my problem with it: is they do like a Southwest style seating, so it's mm-hmm. first cut. You get like a ticket, right? Like a number, like a zone, like zone one. Load the bus now. No, no, they don't do that. They just give you like you when they do it in the order you're in line. So, but here's the thing. I would have gladly paid for two seats. Mm-hmm. You at know? that price, yeah. Yeah, it's such a cheap price, right? But the thing is, you can't really do that because you don't get assigned seats. Oh, so you can't put your stuff in a seat and say, well, I paid for this seat too. In theory, you could. But it's weird. It would be weird. Right. So. Huh. Interesting. I, um, when I got home, I, uh basically got to my house and when i was walking up i noticed there was a note on my car and i guess a little bit of backstory right by my house there's this like piece of curb where you can um next to my neighbor's house there is a a driveway on either side of their house and Mm -hmm. this piece of curb you can pull up and block the driveway a little bit and then a car could park behind you and block the other driveway a little bit okay but I don't feel – I mean, the curb is red right at the the driveway. So I don't – I usually pull up right to the red, and that is that. But a few months ago, I got a note on my car saying, like, could you please pull up so someone could park behind you? This is a neighborhood. There's not a lot of parking, which is, by the way, wrong. There's tons of parking. Could you please pull up so that someone could park behind you? Or if you can't learn how to park, park in someone else's neighborhood, right, which is just bitchy. So this happened – uh, months ago and then and I don't I mean there's so many places to park around here I just I don't choose that spot but sometimes it's the closest one to my house so I pull up in it so um a couple maybe a month ago my roommate got a note but now they're the notes are typed so this woman has like typed versions that she just pulls out of a drawer and then stuffs it on the car if you do that which is annoying right am I wrong mm-hmm. It's um, really obnoxious because there's a number of re- – like sometimes – you know, you, you deal a lot with this kind of stuff in, in uh, L.A. too. Right. And sometimes you park the best you can in a situation, right? But then like the car in front of you or the car behind you moves. Sure. And then but all of a sudden you get an asshole. What she's asking me to do is block part of a driveway. Oh, so I have to oh, choose oh, yeah, do yeah. I want to block part of a driveway so someone could park behind me or do I want to not block somebody's driveway? You do not block part of the driveway. Right, because that part is illegal. Like me parking and making her mad is not illegal. Mm-hmm. She just has this issue. Like this is like her have pet you, issue. Do you know who it is? Well, let me finish. Oh. So when I get home, there's another note. I'm like not upset, but like uh, I've been away for a week. I just want to go to my you know yeah. house and like drop off my stuff and shower and blah, blah, blah. So I see the note and I'm like pissed. And it also makes me mad that there's like no name on this note. I don't know who left it. I can't have a conversation with this person. It's just a nameless demand stuffed onto my windshield. Even though she says, please, that doesn't make her a nice person, right? Mm-hmm. So I go and get the note. This one's in an envelope. And I open it. It's the same typed note that my roommate received. So I took the note and I crumpled it and threw it on the curb next to my car. So like kind of hoping she would see it and it would give a signal to this person. Like, you know, I don't know what, what I was thinking. Go to hell. Yeah. Basically go to hell. So that happens. I go to my house. I literally jumped right into the shower. Um, and when I was, I was naked, but I heard the doorbell ring. 
And for some reason, it didn't cross my mind that it might be her. But uh, the doorbell rang, and I'm, like, still in the shower. And when I get out of the shower, my I see that my phone is ringing, and it's my roommate. And he was like, hey, the lady from next door wants to talk to you. I was like, oh, I just, just, I just jumped out of the shower. Give her my cell phone number because I would like to talk to her, too. You knew it was her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He, I, he even said, like, she's, like, kind of going crazy. She, <gasps> she, want, she says she'll wait. And I said, that's fine. I, I'm, like, I'm naked, so it might be up to 10 minutes. But if she wants to wait, that's fine. Or you could give her my cell phone number. So he gave her my cell phone number. But when I went down, he was like, dude, she's, like, nuts. You need to talk to her. And so I sent her a text message because she gave my roommate her number as well. So I sent a text saying, like, hey, um... I'm glad that you finally decided to talk to me instead of just leaving nameless demands on my car. Uh, I'm sorry I missed you, but can we chat tomorrow? And then I ended up, so I went to Rod Kyle's house and then she sent me a text saying like, I don't think I'm being mean. Uh, we're in a community and we have to share. I don't know. It's just ridiculous. Like I, this makes my blood boil that she wants me to block somebody else's driveway just so she, she can park closer to her house. So she sent me this text telling me what to do again and another demand and then there's been silence but what would you do in this situation would you see you're you're way more bold about this shit than i am i would just be passive aggressive and ignore it and just hate her Mm -hmm. and just wish horrible things to happen to her but i have a i know from history that you will be very like assertive like remember i don't i hate people telling me what to do but yeah i know specifically she's telling me what to do and it's illegal. Like, please park, you know, on the red curb or blocking the driveway so I could park behind you. That's it's just fucked up. Before we got to Vegas, remember they, they they had a thing where they described each show. Yeah. And uh, on the website, on the website, and someone wrote the Joe Batanz show as a joke. Well, the, there was filler content for every show. Yeah. So I think maybe Big Fatty or somebody went down and just like wrote a quick description of each show. And R said the Joe Batant show. So I was like, but, oh, Mike, look. No, no, uh, no, 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 no. Don't even start lying right now. What you did is you sent me a text message that said, hey, did you see the description of our show on the website? And I said, no. And you said, it says the Joe, Bas- the Joe Batant show. If that okay. bothers you, You're right. then why don't you do something about it? And so I didn't know that it only said the Joe Batant show. I thought that sentence was in a description of our show. So I was like, yeah, I don't care. No, then, no, no, no. You were like, you do it. No. And I was like, uh, uh, okay, girl, I'll just leave it there then. And then uh, I went back and you had changed it. <laughs> I wish that we had some way of telling yeah, what we really I said. Uh-huh. I can go back and look. It was via text message. Okay. Um, I'm doing it right now. Okay. Was it a text or was it email, Joe? Uh, it might have been email. Yeah, because it's not in our text because I'm uh, all the way back to when I was at the wedding. Okay. We'll just deal with it on the on the mini episode. Okay. All right. Um... What else is it? Do you got what else went on? What else happened in LA? Okay, so you know that I was on Grinder from Riverside to Los Angeles. Yeah, El- California's best territory. <laughs> the, the the crown jewel of California is the ten freeway between Riverside and Los Angeles. Right. I went through such great cities as Ontario, West Covina, West Covina, Chino. Uh, it's where the kid was originally from in the OC, but he had to leave that town to go to the OC because it was so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, I met a cute boy on Grinder. He actually lives very close to my parents' house. Okay. Uh, his name is Ryan. How old is he? Not really his name, by the way. Okay. He, uh, he's 28. Okay. Uh, he is... He didn't go to my high school, did he? No, he's from... No, he's from... Actually, strangely, he's... no, but he's from Phoenix. Oh. Yes. Weird. Uh-huh. His name is Ryan, and he is now a, um, PhD student at, uh, a local Christian... Loyola Marymount? Like, I'm not going to say where. Loyola Marymount? I'm going to bleep this out, but no. <laughs> okay. And uh, he... Um, okay, so I meet him. Mike, he Did is... Did you guys meet me? We've met Matt, yes, yes. Okay. Yes, yes. But he is so cute. He is way out of my league. Okay. Way too cute. Like, just straight crazy out of my league. Okay? Mm-hmm. I should have known there were red flags because we were talking. This is early on. We were talking. Actually, the night I got back from Vegas, we stayed up late talking. And uh, we were talking about Sheriff Joe Arpaio, which you and I that day had had a conversation yeah. about Sheriff Joe, who, for those of you who don't know, he's a sheriff in Controversial Arizona. sheriff. Um, pretty conservative from Arizona. Pretty conservative. Yeah. Okay, he's threatened to arrest the president if he goes to Arizona. Okay? Yeah. Okay, so he tells me that his parents like Sheriff Joe. And I make some comment to the effect of like, oh, ha, 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 aren't they ridiculous? Right. And he's like, I actually think he has some good ideas. And I go, oh, my God, are you Republican? Uh And he goes... I wouldn't say I'm Republican. Oh, bad answer. He goes, no. <laughs> Just he goes, say no. Just say no. He goes, I'm like, I don't consider myself anything. Now, do I think Barack Obama is qualified to be president? No. What? And I go, oh, my God. I go, this guy's a birther, right? Wait, so I go, is he? I go, are you a birther? He goes, no. But don't you have to be like a senator or a governor or something before you're president? I go, no, you just have to be 35 and a natural-born citizen. Wait, he goes, isn't he like a PhD student, you said, so he's smart? He is very smart. He goes, so I go, that's all you have to be. And he goes, um, are you sure about that? According to who? And I was like, the Constitution? <laughs> he goes, I don't know. I need to look into that. Never heard of it. Yeah, I need to look into that. So so then, uh, then he, okay, so there was that. Then he told me. That if he ever gets married, he wants to adopt kids. He really wants to be a father, which is okay. great, respectable. Yeah. But he needs to have a white kid. Wait, Because, why? yeah, he can't have a, a child of color. No, is, maybe Latino, he said. Is he no, white? He's, whoa, yeah, he's white, white, white. Okay. Um, His name is Ryan Parker. I mean, you can't get whiter than that. Isn't that the name of Spider-Man? Well, that's not his real name. Oh. I don't even know why it was. I used his. I used a fake name to prove how white he was. Yeah, that was the I craziest thing ever. That. Yeah. Okay, but let me tell you this: his real name is very white, as okay. as, as white as Ryan Parker. Okay. So Spider-Man. anyway, yeah. The Spider Man's Peter Parker. Oh. And he picked a pick of pickled peppers. Okay. So get this. So then he goes, "Yeah, I, I have to have a white baby." He's like, "Cause the baby has to look like she or he almost say she that she like is like came from me." And I was like, okay. He goes like, he's like, he goes, African American babies are really cute, but like, imagine if we took 
our African-American daughter to school, like, what would they say? They would know that we weren't the, the, the parents. <laughs> and I go, uh, they're going to figure it out. Yeah, they're going to figure out that the two guys did not have a kid together. <laughs> as hard as I will try to get you pregnant. I don't think it's going to happen. Do this do you think this is one of those cases where it's just somebody who's so cute that they've been like protected all their lives like nobody says like uh you're being dumb right now. Well, I think like, I think how- you're, I think you're halfway right. I think what it is is he grew up in a very Christian community in Phoenix. Okay. Okay. Was then it Phoenix he- proper or outside? Yeah, of Phoenix? yeah, Phoenix proper. Oh okay. wait, I don't know. I want to say Scottsdale maybe. Okay. Anyway, uh, he grew up in a very Christian community. He was very active in his church. Then he moved over to this college, and he's only been at the, he went there for undergrad, and he's there for grad. And it's a Christian school. It's a Christian yeah. school. Okay. And so he has only been around Christian Republicans. So not a lot of like challenging thoughts. No. Huh. No. And that's why I think, this is why I think, because I was thinking, like, he's way too cute. Why does he not have a boyfriend? And I think this is why. His school has some amazing musical theater, by the way. Oh, he oh he said that, and I didn't believe him. Mm-hmm. They really do have a really good program. So oh. if you ever can grab a show there, you should. Whatever he did a doing. little musical theater when he was there. He was like, they have a really good program. I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> and I can't, I can't imagine that school being good at anything. <laughs> but <laughs> here's the thing. I've gotten to know him. I've met him. Mm-hmm. I met him on Thursday. I actually really like him because the one thing I'll give him. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot one more thing. He told me he's lettuce intolerant. No. Yes. No. (laughs) No. But but he was joking and then he was, haha, I'm just allergic or something. No, no. Lettuce intolerant. Is he allergic to it? No. He just says that uh, when he chews lettuce, his his body spits it out. Does he still believe in Santa Claus? I should ask him. <laughs> but here's the thing, and this is why I am okay with him, is he's told me on many occasions. He's very like, look, I don't know anything. I've lived in this little community, and I just know what they've told me, and I'm willing to learn. I'm always willing to learn. I'm always willing to listen. Okay. And so, and he has. I've been like, look, this is such and such and such and such a thing. And he like goes, okay. But at what point does that get old? Like... Are you looking for a student or are you looking? True. And then also, here's the weird thing with the Christian thing, which I don't get when you're gay. Like I told him, I go, if you're really Christian, you've already bought your ticket to hell. Because he's very like, we need to wait like at least 10 dates before we do anything and blah, 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 blah. Like, girl, I. No, I don't. I don't agree with you there. Like there's. I don't know. I feel like there's very many different types of Christians and there are certainly Christians that are not like being gay isn't a ticket straight to hell. I don't know. You're talking to an atheist, but Oh, I don't oh I don't know about that part, but I'm just saying he has that very like purity ring sure like view of things. And he goes like even when we start having sex, he's like maybe once a month. And we had a conversation. I'm like, girl, this is not going to know. Wait, where's this headed then? Well, 
I don't know actually. Today I think I think he's mad at me today. But actually it's been very 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 good. Like amazing. I'm actually really into him. Okay. He's super cute. He's actually I make fun of him. Can we call him Peter Parker? It's a fake name anyway. Okay, we'll call him Peter Parker. Okay. It, Pete is really sweet, like really sweet, really nice and like genuinely likes me. Okay. And like, like can't find anyone to do that. So <laughs> marry gotta, him already. I gotta take him where they come, you know. So, <laughs> and also he's super cute. Okay. So um, yeah, I uh, I don't know. We'll see where this goes. I'm a, I'm gonna have to talk to him tonight because he's really mad. It has to do. I had a busy day and I couldn't make enough time for him. But um, that's a whole other story, and we have time for that. So okay, and it's not it's not terribly interesting. So okay. Um, it's never stopped you in the past, but... Why don't you review another play? <laughs> I don't have a play review. However, I have been watching this SNL on... The 80s SNL on Netflix. Uh-huh. Joe, it's horrible. Horrible. It starts from when they, like, revamp the, cla- the cast. So, like, Joe... Um, well, you know Lauren Michaels left it for five years. Oh, this might be that time. Yeah, yeah. Right when, like, right when the original cast left... Oh, yeah, this is exactly yeah, when it picks he up. He left. He left for five years. So I love love Gilbert Gottfried. Like, mm-hmm. I've just always loved him. He's he's the only redeeming factor right now. Um, it's horrible. But, but you know what's weird about those five years? Is there are strangely people who go on to become gigantic stars. Sure. Well, Joe Piscopo. Well, Joe Piscopo. We have Eddie Murphy. Well, I'm not there yet. There's no Eddie oh, Murphy yet. Okay. What about, like, Martin Short? Nope, not yet. Julia Louis Dreyfus. Nope, not yet. Billy Crystal. Nope, nobody. I Gilbert Gottfried and Joe Piscopo is the only two. There's people. also a famous guy, not famous, but there's a guy on there named Charlie Rocket. Mm-hmm. He's like a nobody, but he said fuck by accident on the air, or maybe on purpose. I can't remember. And they fired him, and I, he, I think he recently committed suicide or something. Ooh. Have fun with that one. <laughs> I wonder if the F word would be in the Netflix version. Uh, I don't know. I wonder. Uh, but so today, Joey, I had like this super... You should also check out... Ew. There are certain famous episodes. There's one with... Um, she was not famous now, so it's hard to... Um, it's hard to figure it out. But her name was... She was in a show called... I like how um, you interrupted me to do this story. I know, and I can't remember it. Lisa Hartman, Lisa Hartman, Right. And I can't remember what the actress's name is. Okay? So today, Joey, I had like a really nice, <laughs> a really nice romantic day. Um, basically, I went to went shopping with Rod Kyle, and then it was such a nice day out that we kind of just went to the lake and hung out and um, sat in the sun, Instagrammed a few pictures. Did you see that? Yeah, it looked like. A montage that you would that would make fun of romantic movies. No, like it's you guys rolling down a hill in the grass. <laughs> you guys like on a seesaw, sharing an ice cream cone. <laughs> you guys like he's like nestled in your arms, picking um, the leaves off a daisy. <laughs> you blow a dandelion in his face. <laughs> we get in a water fight in the lake. Yeah, and, like you guys are running, yeah and you're running barefoot through the through the lake <laughs> and splashing each other. Yeah. Basically, that's what happened. So we had a nice day. And then, like, he's eating an ice cream cone, and you, like, mildly shove it in his nose, and then you, like, lick the ice cream off his nose. Yeah. He he may or may not be listening, but 
I tagged a photo of him on Facebook, and this is the first photo together on Facebook that we've had. So I'm like, you're Facebook official. No, we're not. Well, I, I don't know. It's so weird. And what's weird about it specifically is how much like personal emphasis I put on it, and how like it means like nothing to him. Facebook stuff. So I tagged it, and that he has it set up so like you, he has to approve photos for them to show on his profile. Mm-hmm. So I'm like so curious to see what'll happen. I have that too, and I'm gonna be honest with you. I dis I do not approve a lot of them. There were like a million of you from Pride 48. Yeah, and like only like ten of them made it. Ten of them made the cut because a lot of them look like me. Like everything always looks like I have like a spoonful of semen in my mouth. <laughs> ew, ew. Exa- well, that's Explain. exactly it. What do you mean? <laughs> like it looks. Like- <laughs> Every picture looks like I have a spoonful of semen in my mouth, and I'm like, I'm like looking for a place to spit it. <laughs> there were a few bad ones of me where I'm like, people were tagging me, but I was like the creeper in the background. So I'm like, people are taking a photo, and I'm like leaning on the wall in the background, holding a drink, just watching them take a photo. I'm like, why did you tag me in this? I don't know. Yeah. That was a problem. I know. So, hey, you know my friend Celeste? I do. This past week, she was on uh, uh, Good Morning America. Mm-hmm. She was like a talking head about some stupid story about babies DJing. And what? yeah, and why do they ask her? Is she like well, a? She's a baby. The Paul Oakenfold of babies. She's a neuroscientist that deals with that runs a baby lab. Oh, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, so she basically says like you know babies don't really like trans music necessarily. But she she basically trannies was, make music like RuPaul like Cover Girl. No, put I said the bass trance. in your what? I said trance, but oh, trance. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. So that happened, and that's pretty much my week. Do you have it? Did anything else fun happen to you this week? No. Sounds exciting. Mm-hmm. Um. So now, what do we do? News? What are, we, are you new to the show? Yeah. Hey, a running shoe uh, today, a running shoe washed up on Ocean Beach here in San Francisco uh-huh. in the morning, which isn't a really big deal, except for there was a human foot inside of it. No. Yes. So it was just uh, like a foot with a shoe. So that's it. Um, the National Park Service found Did it. Did people put their- like signs up around like, is anyone missing a foot? <laughs> Found foot. <laughs> We're looking for a guy that has a limp. It's about a foot long. <laughs> like dumb jokes and stuff like that. Um, so smells. It was an eleven and a half shoe size. It was a green and black mesh Puma running shoe. Um, it doesn't say male or female, but eleven and a half. Eleven and a half. It would be a big ass foot woman. It happens. Um, so what they have a shoe. Do you wear? Um, like a ten. Oh, interesting. That's not particularly big. Uh uh So we have a human foot with some associated tissue inside of a shoe. Is associated with what? Associated with the shoe, I guess. Oh, oh, oh. And then they think that it was probably rolling around the seabed for a while. But rolling. Right. <laughs> Left a good shoe in the ocean. <laughs> Had to find the man who owned that foot. I can't think of the rest of the song. Okay, I want to get to rolling, rolling, 
Linda, I thought it says. Was that funny after that? Okay, never mind. Was it ever funny, Joe? It was going to be, but I should have thought it out better. But you you know, you have to do this shit on the spot, man. I'm not Wayne Brady. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) But they, um, so they're, uh, I don't know if you remember the, I talked about the Bay to Breakers race that happens every year and like people go nuts. Um, I told the story and somebody had just fallen off of a roof during it. It's this race. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But a guy went missing during that race. So this is total speculation and, but I wonder if it's related to that at all. It was a running shoe, but... I hope it's not a serial killer. Why? That'd be scary. Oh. So have you ever heard of the congressman Dana Rohrabacher? Yeah, of course. Huntington Beach. Huntington Beach, super conservative. And kind of stupid. Ugh, kind of. Yeah. Ugh, uh-huh. an idiot. This is a really political show for us. <laughs> it but is. he really... I mean... Politics aside, he's a stupid man. Go on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. That's why I tried telling um, Peter, Peter Parker, Parker is that, like, look, the sheriff, because he was telling me about all these other things. He didn't focus on the immigration stuff like that. He was like, he's done a really good job with DUIs and, like, he's done these tent cities. And I go, look, he made a, he had a press conference where he said that if the president of the United States entered his county, he would have him arrested. How would you even do that? You couldn't. Like, please. <laughs> Excuse the, me, I gotta, I gotta arrest the yeah. president. If the president of the... Oh my god, we shouldn't even... <laughs> I can't tell jokes. Like, I was gonna tell a joke about something funny that I would do to get close to the president of the United States, but maybe that's not something we should be joking about on here. We are joking. This is all jokes. Yeah, go ahead. No, so you, go ahead. Do oh, you want me to finish so the, the Dana Rohrabacher so story? Dana Rohrabacher, yes. <laughs> Doesn't it have something to do with arm wrestling Putin? Yes, it yeah. does. I, uh, I have internet. Yeah, exactly. I keep so, up with Orange County politics, actually, so I'm kind of familiar. But go on. Yeah, but speaking of stupid, he said he had an arm wrestling match with Putin and he lost? Yeah. That Rohrabacher lost. Right. What, why would he tell this story? He's He's just a silly, silly man. And he wears, like, Hawaiian shirts everywhere. Is that his thing, too? Yeah. Like he's, like, he, a surfer. Between you and me, I think he needs to start going to AA and maybe oh, really? clean up his act a little bit. Mm. That's my guess. But I've actually never met the man, so I don't know much. But Yeah, I, so he's saying he can – he was saying it happened, like, right after the fall of the USSR. And some Russian politicians came to visit him because they wanted to find out about American politics. And at the time, Putin was just, like, vice mayor of St. Petersburg. <laughs> Uh, but then how did but you know it would make more sense if he did arm wrestle the president vladimir putin who's having like the vice mayor of st petersburg going like you know what i'm gonna tell you about american politics put your arm up on the table we're gonna have a wrestling match well it's i guess it's certainly possible that he did have a wrestling oh, match. I believe but it's him. just like such a stupid thing to bring up perhaps he's doing this for attention he's been known to do stuff for attention in the past too so yeah, I don't know. An idiot. But I know you were involved in Orange County politics. I thought you might have some interesting insight into this because I know you're probably a big fan of Dana Rohrabacher. I'm not a big fan. I actually don't have any special insight into it, but I know that he's a kind of a dumb person. So there you All go. Right. Maybe we What's should... happening in the Bay Area? Oh. Oh, what were you going to say? I was going to say maybe we should solve more of our like 
world problems through drunk arm wrestling. No, I actually wouldn't mess. I if I were him, he'd got up lucky. Putin doesn't fuck around. That's the one thing you'll say. Do you remember early, 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 early on when Putin became president? Like early days. No. And these like terrorists took over. <laughs> this is not funny at all. It's actually tragic, but it shows you like why you don't fuck with Putin. I think these like te- like these Chechen terrorists took over like a movie theater or something like that, and they were holding everyone in the theater hostage. Yeah. And like Putin, like either like bombed the place or set gas and killed everybody in there. <laughs> it's really not funny, Joey. It's not funny, but, but it's, it's like, hmm, well, I'll solve like, this. All right, yeah. you're holding them hostage. Great, I'll kill everybody and yeah. you. And so, like, oh, okay. how we many don't... of my own people do I have to kill to get you? <laughs> Where do That's... I sign? So I think Rohrbacher got off lucky with just losing the arm wrestling match. Seriously. Uh, this weekend in San Francisco, there was a fairly sizable protest in the Castro district about um, – and I just love starting stories with up here there was a protest because I could hear you kind of like exhaling and like getting angry. But No, I'm used uh, to it by now. There's a fucking protest every goddamn week in that well, city. I think you might actually have something intelligent to say about this one. Um, was it against bicyclists? No. <laughs> No, but uh, the U.S. gay rights movement is kind of up in arms over this all over, not just in San Francisco. But um, you and I talked about it earlier, and it kind of dates back to the first year of AIDS, of the AIDS epidemic. And it's this ban on uh, homosexuals donating to the blood supply. Uh, So back in June, the American Medical Association actually voted to oppose the policy. Uh, they thought that it's dumb and they're... Wait, oppose the policy of forbidding gays. Right. So they're saying, okay. like, this is silly. Um, a guy on the board, William Kobler, said that it's discriminatory and it's not based on any sound science. And 80 members of Congress have actually wrote, into, wrote to the Department of Health. And they've uh, criticized the lifetime ban and they think that it perpetuates stereotypes. And that's kind of what the protest was about, that this is... Uh, not solid science, and all it's doing is making people scared of gays by saying their blood is statistically dirtier or carries HIV or what have you. What do you think well, about this? I'm, okay, okay. This is a very complicated thought to this. Sure. I actually just read an article today, and I haven't, I just glanced at it, so I haven't had time to check the veracities article, but I did see an article today that, like, gay men account for, like, you know, two to ten percent of the population, but they make up like it's like a ridiculous number of the HIV cases. But however, I don't necessarily trust this article, so I, I, I am saying it right now. I have to check the veracity of that. Yeah. So I don't know if that's true. But even so, even if that's true, all the blood that goes through the Red Cross or whoever collects blood, all that blood it's goes. Tested. It's, it's not tested. going directly into people. No, it right? gets tested five million different ways. Sure. The FDA is saying that uh, if they find science, like if supported by scientific data showing that a, that gay men are less likely or are equally likely or whatever, um, if there's not a significant risk to blood recipients, then they will change the, the policy. But until that point, they're not doing anything and there's a few studies in progress right now it's just not something that's going to happen overnight so there's a few studies that are working to get the ban lifted but all that being said i don't really like giving blood i don't want to i was gonna say the same thing it was like when they were fighting for the gays in the military i was like (laughs) yeah 
We I should be like, able to surf, but yeah. I really don't want to. Yeah, because you know what? <laughs> Let me tell you something. I was so glad, you know, because I was like, I was glad when the gays got in the military after I got, that was the age where you can be drafted into the military. I was like, oh yeah, gays, go ahead. Go all you want. Because I do not want to go into that goddamn military. I don't want to be drafted. Ugh, it was a nightmare. Same thing with this blood. I don't want to be giving, I went, I gave blood in high school. Mm-hmm. You can be gay and give blood. You just cannot have had sexual relations with a man and give blood. Be the why. By the way, be the why. What the fuck? By the way, I was having tons of gay sex in high school, and I'm giving blood like a lunatic. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So the San Francisco Chronicle article is has comments, and all the comments are either homophobic or like um, gay people saying that this is dumb. Like it's no in between at all. Well, I feel like that, that they chose those though. Yeah. But the the comments, there's a few people that are, the one comment that really just kind of struck me as really stupid is um, basically, I can't pull it up right now because I can't see it, but basically the comments said something like, well, uh, people are going to lie. So the story talks about how in a few countries like Spain and New Zealand, um, anyone who's had unprotected sex in the last year is not allowed to give blood. regardless of sexual orientation that's just how it's changed or how how they've changed their policy and the commenter said something like well people are gonna lie about that i'm like Ugh, who wants to get are... blood that badly yeah and also if if people are gonna lie i'm i'm not gay take my blood do you know what i mean like oh yeah if somebody stupid. i knew was sick and my blood was the one that could save them even though my blood is probably full of like i like Col- cholesterol like Aunt Jemima <laughs> maple syrup and like sh- and like chicken fat and stuff like that. But so they chicken want- fat, yeah, chicken fat, schmaltz. <laughs> but let me tell you this: so they wouldn't want my blood, right? But if some, if for some reason uh, they did, I would be like, oh yeah, 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 uh, and I'm not gay. Thank you. You're welcome. What else is happening in LA? Well, this is actually a California story. So, you know, there's a big, you know, the image of California in this country and perhaps the world is all these like, you know, super liberal, freeloading lunatics, you know? Mm -hmm. Did you know, I just found this out today. And so let me back it up here. So the perception is that probably that California has, has a ton of food stamp people. Right. Um... We actually have the worst record of food stamps, and like we keep losing like federal dollars because we California does a terrible job of getting people on food stamps, like people who should be on food stamps, who aren't getting their food stamps, and actually is the worst state in the country at getting people their food stamps. Huh. The worst state. And I think let me look it up right now. Um, the best state in the country, uh, as it always is the case, you know, like the best state at doing it is. Um, like a super Republican state. I'm gonna tell you right now, uh, who it is. I'm waiting for it to open on my iPad for this article. Any moment. Oh, here we go. Okay, Tennessee. Uh, it's because of Walmart. Walmart like helps people get on food stamps. Well, I, I mean, I'm not Mr. Pro Food Stamp, but I'm just loving that. Like everyone's like, oh, this Governor Moonbeam Jerry Brown, you know, and all his food stamp people in California, 
Meanwhile, we have the lowest participation rate in the union. Highest, 92%, Tennessee. And by, by the way, it's 92% of people who should be on food who stamps are eligible. Getting the, who are eligible and getting it. In, right. in California, it hovers around 50. Wow. And, you know, actually, there's some really good uh, food stamp programs out here in California. Like, I found out that actually, if you're on food stamps, your um, food stamps count for double their money at farmer's markets. Because they're oh. really trying to, yeah, they're trying to promote fresh. healthy. Yeah. Don't go buy Honey Nut Cheerios. Go buy some fresh fruit for breakfast. Exactly. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So California. Here's a problem with that, though. Yeah. It's. It's a lot of work. So you... I've never done it. Well, like, no, not food stamps, but like farmer's markets. Like, uh, keeping fresh items is difficult. Uh, don't get me started on it's farmer's all, markets. You're going to buy it. It's going to go bad. And then now what? Now you have nothing. You know, one of the best farmer's markets in the world is right here in Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. Okay? That place is such a fucking nightmare. With all these, like, West Side women walking around going like, Yeah, where's this kale from? And you're just like, by the fucking goddamn kale, right? And let me tell you something. I what was the like... name of the farmer that picked it? Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Ugh, don't even get me started on that shit. Ugh, I do not like it. I like farmer's markets. I like to go and I just like to buy my fruits. It's hard. It's it's a it's a commitment. You have to really want it. You can't just go browse, pick up a couple of things and leave. I feel like it's a lifestyle. And I also don't like, and I know they do this in the Bay Area too. I don't like these supermarkets where they don't warn you up front that they that the bags aren't free. Uh, well, here none of them are. Like it's county law, you have to pay for a paper bag or you have to bring your own. See, it's shitty here in LA because you know it's, LA is just a collection of small cities. So in Santa Monica, you have to pay for it, but in like Venice, you don't. But so what like, city am I in? Like this is yeah. so close to the border. Exactly. And they don't, it should warn you, like, we're going to make you pay for the bags. Because you get up there and they're like, it's going to be this. And, and then they do the thing, like, well, how many bags do you want? Oh, uh, yeah. Ugh. You could squeeze it into one, but. Yeah, it's just, yeah I hate that. Anyway. I agree. So, what do you got going on next week? Anything? I don't think I have anything going on next week. Uh, oh, well. Oh, what? Oh, but that, I've never talked about that on the show. Okay. I don't have anything going on this week. Um, I've been in San Francisco a year, over a year now. So oh, really? I have my one year review at my job this coming week, which is not, I mean, I'm not nervous. I just, I mean, as we were talking before, I hate being told what to do. So like criticism, I mean, I'm going to be fine. I'm not going to like, I don't fight with my boss over stuff, but like I'll get mostly praise, but like hearing things that are negative for some reason, it just really is hard for me to stomach. I know this is a problem. I know that it's my problem. Um, but this is something that will affect my Tuesday night, I'm sure. I know, but I've noticed this something with the show, too. And then we bring up stuff with the show, and it's like, Mike, we need to do this. You get, I can hear you grinding your teeth. You get so angry. What are you, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have specific cases. Because it doesn't exist. Okay. And what then um, stop telling me what to do. Yeah. And then Friday night, uh, Rod Kyle told me to block out my calendar he has like a mystery date planned for me so i don't know exactly what we're doing but friday night i'm hanging out with him and then saturday we're gonna run together i've been running by the way um so saturday we're gonna run Mm -hmm. and that's all i have planned okay that's great yeah um all right mike well another episode i'm glad to be back i actually like these episodes better 
Yeah. Well, we have a good mini episode coming up. We talk to our catching up with catching up winner. We have like mm-hmm. some business to do. So I think that our mini episode will be good too. Yeah. I think it'll be a good week. Mike, it was nice catching up with you. Go to hell, Joe. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, I mean... Um, uh, um, 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 uh, um, 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 um